Genesis chapter 35, and we're going to begin in verse 16. And it says, They have journeyed from Bethel, and there was but a little way to come to uh, Ephrath. And Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor. And it came to pass, when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass, as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni. But his father called him Benjamin. So, a lot of this uh, story is probably pretty familiar. Uh, if you had the privilege of growing up in children's church. But uh, I don't know that this specific story, but the story of Benjamin and, uh, and Jacob. Uh, this was a, uh, uh, a well-taught story. But this specific part may have been overlooked to an extent, but we're going to do a lesson or a message, whatever we, whatever you want to call it, uh, titled Birthing Christ in a Dark World. And I don't remember, I may have uh, taught this in the past, about a year ago is whenever my phone says that I had uh, punched this out, but I don't know if I ever actually taught it. So if I did and you remember parts, great, maybe I've added some stuff, but uh Anyway, so we're going to talk about birthing Christ in this dark world. And we as Christians should have only one goal in this life, and that is to bring Christ into this world. Right? That, is our, that should be our purpose. We know that Christ has already come and that He's coming again, but what if I told you that Christ is still here? That He's still here in this world, and He's here through you and I. Our purpose as a Christian, when God saved us, His intentions was to spread the gospel in this, in this world. Uh, Jesus is still on this earth uh, as long as a child of God is still living. The Spirit-filled person is filled with the same Spirit that Jesus Himself was filled with. We remember whenever Jesus was baptized by John that the Spirit of God descended on Him like a dove and rested upon Him. That was, Jesus, uh, that was God signifying that Jesus was the Son of God. Prophecy fulfilled. Jesus had the Spirit of God dwelling in Him. He was man and He was God. And uh, so that same Spirit that was uh, rested upon Jesus, that same Spirit that resurrected Jesus, if you are a child of God, if you've been born again, that Spirit dwells in you. So as long as there's a child of God alive on this earth, there will be a presence of Christ in this land. So that, that is our purpose as a Christian, as a child of God, is that we should, have, uh, we should be presenting Christ into this world. But as we, uh, we must understand when Christ said in John chapter 14 and verse 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the fa my Father. He was talking about you and I. Those that have been born into the new kingdom, been born into the new covenant. He was saying that all the great works that Jesus did, this was Jesus talking in John, that... All those great miracles that he performed, saving souls, raising the dead, healing the sick, all of that will be done through you and I. We have that power and we have that authority. Why? Because God, Jesus himself, it says that he'd gone to the Father. What he's saying is that when he went to the Father, he sent the Spirit back. 
in the form of the Holy Ghost. We are filled with the Spirit through salvation. He resurrects us in a new life. That same power that resurrected Christ, as I said, dwells inside of us. The same Spirit that healed the blinded eyes dwells inside you and I. The same Spirit that raised Lazarus from the dead, that same power is imparted to us. And that is what Jesus is talking about. He's not only talking about those works, but He's talking about salvation. He came to save this world and He led several into the new kingdom while He was there. He led several into the good news of the gospel of salvation. But the greater work that will be done will be done through you and I. We will reach way more people than Christ ever did. His ministry only lasted, a give or take, about three years, uh, according to uh, people who have thoroughly studied that out. About three years Jesus was in ministry. Mm. And He reached several people, but the reality of it is, is if you consider how many people are on this earth compared to how many He reached, as after His death there was way more people reached. The apostles and the disciples that left after that in just a matter of... Uh, uh, a matter of uh, of several years, a few years, I think, I think I heard it was about 30 some years, they had ministered to that entire region. They, the gospel had been spread. Thousands were saved. Everywhere that they could reach, they were able to obtain. It's said that Thomas actually ventured even into India. If, you got, if you're familiar with a map, uh, for a man to venture all the way from Israel to, from Jerusalem, as far as India, they, they said that they have found uh, reasons to believe in archaeology that, that Thomas may have made it all the way to the southern part of India in his time. And you're talking thousands and thousands of miles. How did he make it that far? It was the fact that the gospel was being spread and to think that that man was walking, how much more can we achieve in this day now? So keeping that in mind that our purpose on this earth is to spread that gospel, is to be an image of Christ in this land. So uh, as Rachel was on this journey, she began to experience labor pains. She had just left Bethel, and it is assumed that Rachel conceived Benjamin in Bethel, which uh, which is to be interpreted as the house of God. Bethel in the in the Hebrew, uh, I believe, was interpreted as the house of God. Is what it meant. So we must realize that it is in the, it is in the house of God that things will begin to operate in our lives. If we are willing to lay ourselves on the altar and give everything over to God, He will place something in us that can change the world around us. Yes. Everything that begins in a Christian that, that attends the house of God te- uh, tends to begin in the house of God mm-hmm. through the preaching, through prayer through uh, fasting and supplication, crying out to God, He will impart something in us to spread into this community, right? You will go into your school and you have something to offer them because you had received something in the house of God. There was something conceived in you by the Spirit, by attending the house. The reason that I believe that is because you're here. You have an interest in being here. You were ordained by God to be here. If not, you wouldn't be here. You would have found something else to do. I don't know what you thought your purpose was for being here, but God's plan was to put something into you that you could spread in that school, that you could spread in that family, that you could spread on that job. Whatever it may be, God's purpose is to put something in you that would change the people around you. I don't know why you actually came. I don't know what you thought you were going to obtain out of this this morning, but the purpose of God 
is to conceive a plan in you that will be carried out by his spirit, right? Uh, I'm not done with that page. So the work that God wants us to do is to bring Christ into this dark world. And it is only through pain and travail that he can be birthed by us, right? So it's not an easy thing to birth Christ in us. Why? Because we're so, con- uh, we're so ran by the flesh. We're so uh, overcome by our own desires, what we want to do. Now, Rachel conceived Benjamin at Bethel. She called his name Benoni. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, The son of my sorrows is what that name means. Mm -hmm. That's what Rachel called him. But her father called him Benjamin, which is the son of the right hand. So what, what was being seen there was that Rachel conceiving what God had planned in her, what God had con- placed in her in the house of God. Keep in mind we're, do- we're relating the natural with the spiritual. While Rachel was in Bethel in the house of God, there was conceived in her something. And when, it, when she was giving birth, she was in great travail. She was in great pain. It was very difficult. So she called that son of my sorrows. She's saying that what's being birthed in her, what was conceived in birth, is something painful. But, uh, but, her, uh, but the father of the son said that that is the son of my right hand. This, uh, and Rachel can be interpreted as the lamb. Died during labor, right? Rachel died during labor, conceiving the son, or birthing the son of the right hand. What we see this is the image of the cross. Jesus being born... From the house of God, Jesus was the Son of God. Being born, what was happening on that cross was something that was full of sorrow. Jesus was beaten and crucified. He took the sins that you and I have committed, put it on Himself, and was, uh, was the sacrifice for that. Something very terrible, something that looks like nothing good would come out of it. People would look at that and say, man, that is a sorrowful situation. But the Father looked at it and said, this is the Son that will be sitting on my right hand. This is the Son that will have all power. This is the thing that I want to bring forth to do a great work in this, uh, this world. So in that, in, that, uh, in that image of the cross, in that image of what Rachel is going through, birthing what God had conceived in her, birthing what uh, had been conceived in the house of God is something very painful. So that very thing happens in our lives. We come into the house of God. He begins to birth something. He begins to conceive something in us to be birthed in that, uh, in that world. He may put into you to witness to your friends. And we find it difficult, right? It's very hard to stand in front of people that you know do not believe like you do and pour your heart out about how you feel about the God of glory, right? It's a very difficult thing. It may be very difficult to go to that loved one that you know is bound in sin and share the gospel with them. I'm not talking about running them down and telling them what they're doing is wrong, but what God is doing in you here will be an example to those that are around around you. We must come into the presence of God and allow Him to put in us something powerful. And it will be birthed in pain because the flesh that we love so much must die. But in doing so, we can birth the Son of the right hand, which is Christ. 
right? God is going to put into something, put a, put into us something while we're in this house, while we're in this congregation, while we're in this gathering, that He will want to birth in us later. And it will be difficult because it's going to go against what our flesh desires. Maybe it's something as, uh, as trivial as uh, a little less time on your phone. God's saying, I don't want you to spend that time on the phone. I want you to spend that time with me. And your flesh is going to be in pain because, you know, I, I've, we've got habits of looking at our phone. And it's hard to pray. It's hard to seek God. But that, that flesh must die. And that is the pain that we will experience. Or like I said, it might be a pain of coming to somebody that you know is going to reject you, that you know is going to reject the Word of God, but yet you go anyway because God put something in you to go to them. And it'll be a painful state. It's a sorrowful state. It's hard for us, uh, specifically like me and Chelsea, it's hard for us to get up and minister and see that the Word of God is not being received, right? And that we can see that in each one of you. I it, it's no secret. I, I've, I don't know if, this, if it works the same way in the large congregation, but at least as teenagers, you guys think you hide your emotions and you hide the way you feel. You think you hide it good. Maybe. Maybe you don't. But we can see exactly who's receiving the Word of God. We can see who God's doing a great work with, and we know exactly who doesn't care the least bit. We can see that. It's no secret. We know exactly who God's dealing with just by looking at you. And we don't, we don't use that to, uh, to pry uh, or, or for negative use. But God shows us these things because we want, to, want uh, God to do a great work in you. I know exactly who's interested in what's being said. And I know exactly uh, who's receiving things but may be struggling with that being come to pass. I'm not saying that I can sit there and tell and look at you and know every problem that you deal with, but I can tell you right now, I can see a person that wants the Word of God to take root in their life, but they have something in there that is drawing them away from the plan of God. I can see that. We can see that. It's no secret. God is showing us things, and that is what's coming to pass. God is going to birth that in you. He's putting things in you every service. Those that are receiving this word, he's wanting to, he's even the ones that don't want to hear. Uh, God is trying to put something in you that he wants to bring forth and he wants Christ to be revealed uh, in your community, in, in, your, in your family, in your, in your school, whatever it is. But God's wanting to do a work and we know, uh, and so I know that there's going to be pain. Because I see the ones that desire for God to work in their lives, but they have something. I don't know what it is, but there might be something in their life that's keeping them from being able to do that. Whether that's fear, whether that's lack of confidence in themselves, lack of confidence in God, whether that be sin, I don't know. But I can see that God does a work in this congregation, in this, in this, uh, in this youth group. And it's only through the death of our flesh that Christ can enter this world. You may have an experience with God, but if you don't allow the flesh to die, you cannot birth God, uh, birth the life God has given you. Yes. Right? So what I speak up here, the reason that that concerns me, the reason that we pray for you and that we care about whether or not you're receiving the Word and what's going on in your life is because the only way Christ is going to be manifested in your life is if you allow that flesh to die. Whenever God tells you you need to stop doing this or stop doing that or start doing this or start doing that, regardless of what it is, 
Whenever God speaks that to you, we desire to see that come to pass because we don't want you to hinder the life that Christ wants to perform through you, right? Because the only way that Christ is going to be seen in your life is that there's less of you to see, right? There's less of you being, uh, being at the front of uh, what's going on in your life. There's less of your desire to do the things you want to do and more of a desire to do the things of God. Uh, so we must examine our lives and look into what we uh, and look into our life. Do we find Christ or do we find ourselves? Mm. When we look into our life, do I find that I am doing the will of God or do I find that I'm doing the will of what I want? Do I find that I surround myself by things that I want to do or do I surround myself with things that God wants to be done? Do I consider, do I uh, wake up every morning with the thought of how can I minister to a lost soul? Or do I simply think, well, what am I going to do today to make myself feel good? A man or woman of God will walk in the likeness of Christ. They are not perfect, but there will be something different about them. The person, a man or woman of God that is truly born again, will have something in their life that's different. And I, and I believe that that's in a lot of you and each and every one of you this morning. You'll find that you're a little bit different than the rest of the kids at school. You may not be completely different. You may have a lot of similarities. You may have a lot of struggles that they have struggled with. You may have a lot of sin that they have sinned with. But because you know the glory of God, because you have accepted Christ even at one time, you know that you're a little bit different. There's some kids out there that you don't want any part of. And you're not really sure why other than you think that they're just crazy for doing what they do and they know you're different they don't want to be your friend why because you're born of something that they don't understand you're born of something that they don't comprehend we see in christianity today that there may that there is no difference between the one that goes to church and the one that goes to the bar attending a service doesn't change your life but yeah. coming to know god does yes. coming to know the salvation of christ will change everything about you yes. attending church does nothing you can sit on this pew you can do every, you can go through the motions and you will never know anything about god but coming to know the saving uh saving power of christ will change everything this christian life is to be lived under the leadership of the spirit and that spirit will not lead you to alcohol will not lead you to gossip will not lead you to lying stealing or sexual immorality the spirit of god will only lead us into the perfect holiness of christ mm. the spirit of god will not lead you into a drunken party to have a good time he will not lead you there yeah. the spirit of god will lead you to the house of god to receive something of Him. Yes. Right? To worship Him. The Spirit of God will not lead you into, uh, in, in, like I said, into sexual morality with people. He will only lead you into pure, pureness, yes. into purity. He will only lead you into the holy things of God. We will love the... Uh, Will we, uh, we will love those around us and desire to see them set free from the bondage of sin. If you are walking in that spirit, you will see the people around you. You will see the sin that's in their life because sinful people do sinful things. There's nothing, there's nothing new about that. It doesn't shock me one bit to see somebody that doesn't know God enjoying drugs or enjoying alcohol or enjoying pornography or whatever it is. Doesn't surprise me one bit because sinful people commit sin. But what concerns me is can we walk around that 
that world? Can we be around those people and not care that they're going to hell? That is a concern. Because do we really know Christ if we can set and see people on their way to hell and not say anything about it? Not, not care one little bit, but allow them to continue to hell and not say anything. So that'll be a difference. That'll be the image of one that is walking in the Spirit, is that you will see people bound by sin on their way to hell, and it will concern you. It will grieve you. It will bring you to a point to where you want to say something, where you want to help them. This world is dark, full of sin, and it's up to the child of God to birth Christ into this world, yes. right? It's up to you and I to birth Christ. They must see Jesus in you and I because they're not going to see Jesus in the bottom of a bottle. They're not going to see Jesus at the bonfire. They're not going to see Jesus in the pornography. They're going to see Jesus in you. They're going to see Jesus in me. We must birth Christ into this because that will be the only uh, image of Christ that they will ever find is how you walk with God. Uh, We are simply a vessel that carries the Spirit of God uh, to the lost generation. Can this world see that you are different? Uh, or are you squandering the gift of life God has given you? Mm. When you're with those people, I'm not saying you got to separate yourself from all those people, that you got to be mean to them or not talk to them or avoid them. But whenever you're around sinful people, do they know that you're different? Do they know that there's something different about you? Do they wonder why you don't do the things that they do? Or are you just squandering the gift of life? Are you squandering the gift that Christ paid on that cross? Are you just taking what He's given you and not sharing it with others? Not sharing it whether with word or with action? Are you not performing the holiness of God because you are uh, uh, scared? It's, this is not a sissy-footed lifestyle where we come to church once a week and hide from everything else throughout the week. Mm. This is an army, and it's an army of God. Yes. You have been called into His service, and He, command, uh, and he has commands for you. You are a part of the, uh, the army of God, and He's telling us to go into all the world and tell them about the salvation of Christ. So this isn't something simple. This isn't something that's not, uh, that's not a powerful image. This is not something that's easily accepted. Uh, but this is something that is very burdensome whenever you consider the weight that God is putting on us. But the great thing is, is that He carries that weight. Like I said, we're simply a vessel. But we are a part of an army that the intentions is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. We must spread that gospel in every opportunity we have with our family, with our friends, with our co-workers. Uh, it says that, we, uh, that all the world, that we will spread the gospel into all the world, yet we find it hard to even talk to our neighbors. You are given all the power in the world from God, and we hide in our church, uh, we hide in our church house because we are scared somebody might think we are crazy. You have, if you are born again, you have that spirit that healed blinded eyes. You can help that person at school that's dealing with depression by giving them the gospel. You have the power and authority to heal that person through Christ. And yet we're scared that they're going to think we're crazy for asking them if we can pray with them. Why are we this way? Why do we struggle with that? The church in the United States for the most part is not being persecuted because we are not doing anything different than the local golf club. If you examine a lot of churches, we don't do anything different than the local organization that doesn't even care about Christ. 
But it'll be a body of church, it'll be a body of Christians. It'll be a person that has been filled with the Spirit of God, that has given themselves over to the salvation of Christ, and they will change what the church means. They will start impacting that community because the spirit that's in them must come out. So we need to rise up today and have the because uh, you have the power in the name of Jesus. You have victory over sin and the answer to every problem. We must decide to be a soldier and combat the enemy to win souls for the kingdom of God. We have a great calling in our life. God did not intend to save us so that we can sit on a church pew. God did not intend to save you so that you could come to youth group and not achieve anything in this world and to live your life the way you want to. God has saved you to bring the gospel to lost people. God has saved you to become a soldier in the army of God, to spread the gospel everywhere you go. God has called you to heal the sick. God has called you to, uh, to raise the dead. God has called you to perform the works that He performed, and even greater. And it is not a simple, uh, it, it's not, it is that simple of obedience to God, but it's not, as, uh, it's not a calling of just, okay, now I'm saved, everything's good, I'm going to sit around and do nothing. But it is a great calling, one that has a great work to be done. And He wants to birth in you this morning something that will... uh, He wants to conceive, better yet, something in you this morning that will be birthed into that world this week. So it's up to you. Do you accept that? Do you allow that to be conceived this morning? And will you birth it later? So if you would, we got a few minutes. We can have time of prayer if you want to pray. But come and pray. And if you need more time, you can pray in service. But uh, get a hold of God this morning. Find out what He has for you this morning. Find out what He wants to do this morning. And we just give Him some praise this morning and worship Him if nothing else.